You know what happened to it. It became my people's keeper. Whatever happened to am I my brother's keeper, huh? You know what happened to it. It became my people's keeper. A moment of information, impartation, and inspiration to uplift, encourage, and most importantly, empower. So am I my brother's keeper? Yes. Am I my sister's keeper? Yes. Oh yes, I am my people's keeper. What up, what up, what up, what up? What's up? What's up, my people? <laughs> What's going on, my people? Listen, I am so excited about today's episode, and I'm grateful to God for another opportunity for us to come and to host another episode of My People's Keeper. I want to give a shout out to definitely 119 Media Group and all the family on the podcast. Shout out to you all, and definitely a shout out to you all, our listeners that are listening to us today. Listen, baby, you know, um, definitely want to just introduce, but I'm grateful, man. We got a little, uh, some. Uh, a, vi- a message um last week man from someone in maine all the way in maine talking about how uh, they enjoy the podcast okay. i thought that was really really big um but definitely i just want to, to plug that in there man so definitely we are reaching some people uh across uh, the globe across the state amen or across the nation awesome thank y'all for listening absolutely well again i'm william robinson jr i'm with my lovely and beautiful co-host my queen queen of our castle that is no other than patrice Robinson. Hello, hello. I'm glad to be back in the building. I am Patrice Robinson, yours truly, but you can call me Trees. Oh, Treacy. That's my baby. Listen, uh, we want to go ahead and get right on into it. This week, we are still focusing on what are we up against as a community? What are we up against as a black community? What are we up against just as a nation as a, at a whole? Um, definitely, we talked about police on black brutality. We've talked about black on black crime. We talked about sex trafficking. And this week, we are dealing with poverty. 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 Yes, poverty. Yes, it's something that... uh. That really, whew, when we really start looking at it and really start talking about it, um, you start looking at some things a little bit differently. Um, I was telling my wife earlier before, you know, um, and I'm not saying that, you know, we are, but when we start looking at research and start looking at information, you know, I never knew I lived in a, a, a poverty, rural poverty area, if that makes sense. And so because it's just, it's, and I believe poverty is a mindset. So that's why I say I would not have known based upon the statistics and the numbers based upon where I'm from, you know, Darlington County, Hartsville, South Carolina, South Carolina itself, that um, I, you know, lived in poverty because it was just just never felt. I think it's a feeling. I think it's a way that you handle it. Um, But definitely understanding what poverty is and what poverty means. So let us define poverty, the state of being extremely poor, the state of being inferior in quality or insufficient in amount. Wow. So the state of being extremely Be poor, poor. Mm, insufficient in amount. In amount. Insufficient in amount and based upon what you what you have. Wow. All right, so let's let's get right into it. Um when we start talking about 
the state of mind, or not only state of mind, but talking about or what we have and that relates to numbers. We want to go ahead and give some some numbers on on what um, shows as relates to the insufficiency to the amount and pretty much being poor. So let's talk about the great old state of South Carolina. That's where we are. That's, That's where, where we, are. we are. So the population in South Carolina is five, about five million people. Oh, wow. Okay. So with that population, guess the number of that lives in poverty. Out of five million people. That's right. Yeah. Five million. How many are in poverty? I would say before you even give the number. Hmm, three million. <laughs> <laughs> so according to statistics and it says that. 692,744 people are living in poverty. Oh, wow. Of course, the leading race, African-American at 23%, mm. followed by the Asian community, 10.7%. Well, Asian community? That's what this I mean, I know, what you're, I, know, I know what you're saying. Um, then we have the Latino community. They're at 22%. So they're right behind African-Americans. Native Americans, 13.8%. And white American is 9.3%, according to Talk Poverty. Wow. So, blacks in South Carolina, the poverty rate at 23%. And you said Asian with what percent? 10%. 10%. So, oh, wow. Okay, you gave that number second. So, 23% black, 22% Latino. Then we go to... Asian American, 10%. Then Native, Native American, American 13.8%. And then our Caucasian family, 9.3%. Wow. So poverty is real in America. I um, I have friends that are school teachers. And some of the stories that I hear, there are so many students in high school who have full-time jobs yeah. to help. Help their family. To help the family. Yeah. So we got mom, dad. That is working, or if they living with their grandmother who may be on a fixed income, um, but everybody has to um, work to make the family whole, to make the make sure food is on the table, make sure rent is paid, make sure the lights are on. So we're looking at a student that's in high school who should be focusing on their academic, right. who or maybe want to play sports or want to worry about dating or hanging out with their friends, but their life consists of when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to go to school, and then next I'm going to this full-time job. Wow. That's, yeah, so so you're, you're looking at um, trying, pretty much trying to help the family survive. And when you, talk, when you start looking at the dynamics of the structure of the family, like you said, some families, some students um, live with their, with their grandparents or their grandmother based upon the situation. Um, and a lot of times when we start talking about poverty-stricken areas, um, you're looking at the family structure. And when we look at the family structure, uh, the family structure is not what we would, we would consider to be um, what is conducive to what the structure that God is in place. 
uh, has put in place as relates to, you know, husband, wife and children um, because of um, other things like that we've dealt with when it comes down to crime, when it comes down to um, uh, individuals being uh, locked up, being um, in jail, um, not only locked up in jail, those that have been um, to death, you know, family members that have left fathers, parents, you know, that have, that have gone on. So you have individuals that pretty much when you start talking accent of their of their history and their life story, uh, when you talk about children, uh, teachers that we know, like you said, uh, friends of teachers that, you know, you see um, some their, their parents are not there. They're, they're you know, they're pretty much some are on their own at some time. Yeah, some kids are um, what's the term? I think emancipated, like already, meaning mm -hmm. they take care of themselves. They live by themselves. They work full time like we shared and they have to handle their own responsibility because for one mom or dad or maybe on drugs or whatever. Um, and so it just constant issues. We are faced with so many different things as a culture, as people. Um, will it ever be normal? Right. <laughs> and I guess, and, 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 and I guess some, sometimes when you look at that, uh, you know, it's still a point to where, as, as Ari said, you still got, we still got to do something. We still got to be able to give some type of encouragement, uh, some type of way in order for the push to, because you, you're talking about children that, that are up against stuff, things of that nature and are still, you know, progressing and still are being successful. Even her telling us those stories, you have students that are still able to, you know, go beyond, you know, their circumstance or their situation and still go on to be successful, even though they have to work extra hard to do and, it. And that's awesome. I'm so glad that they're still able to excel um, with the casualties and different things that they face. But, but let's look at this. Why is it like that? Why are we, why is poverty existing? Why is it happening? I mean, for one, let's look at the minimum wage weight rates in South Carolina yeah. where it costs the minimum wage of weight, ah, Lord, minimum wage in South Carolina is $7 and 25 cents. Yeah. Who can survive off $7 and 25 cents? Let's just look at a household of four. Mm -hmm. So say if it's mom, dad, two children, a dog, um, grandmother, right. just in case, um, circumstances like that so seven dollars and 25 cents and let's say mom and dad work right how work. can you survive if you're making seven dollars and 25 cents and me, the cost of living seven dollars and 25 cents and let's say you work 40 hours a week <laughs> y'all let me make sure i do my math right do seven dollars and 25 cents times 40 hours a week is $290 a week, right? And let me multiply that by four. Right. So say you work 40 hours every week. That is $1,160 a month. Who can survive off that? Right. Like, really? Okay, your rent itself, just, just say you get your monthly check. That's $1,160. Let's say... The bare minimum rent is about $600. Let's say it's $600. I should say $600. So that's... So now you got $560 left, but then let's talk about this $200 light bill. All right. That's going to give you $360. Oh, don't say you got a car payment or car insurance car, yeah. or the kids got to eat at school. Yeah. Well, you might get reduced lunch because you Based make $7. Upon, yeah. You might get that, you might. but still you have to get groceries in your house. So mm. let's say your grocery bill probably maybe $150. you are yeah. looking at $210. 
Then let's say you got car insurance. I don't know. Maybe it's one fifty. Well, now you got sixty dollars left. And then what? Um, school, school fees. Yeah. The child wanna, you know, you do wanna do some yeah. entertainment. You want Movies, the child to be go. involved with something. But now you're at zero dollars because. It just don't make sense. And then because you don't have enough property, we're talking about the property stricken mentality. Then you go and you get a loan against your car or you get a, a payday loan. Or, or some, these a, and security finance, finance companies, <laughs> you know, you go and in the, the cycle, just go on and on. You mm -hmm. was what still in debt, because what happens is you go and you get a loan, say you get thousand dollars to help your family okay it will help because you know sometimes you make decisions at the spur of the moment because you got to do what it takes to take care of your family right. so say you go get a loan but now you have to add that to your monthly bill right. so now you say you pay back 150 a month from getting that loan well that's definitely going to take away from the household so you're living in poverty you're making you barely making ends meet. Mm -hmm. Then you try to go out and find ways to make those ends meet. Right. But is the system really designed for us to get out of debt? Ooh. Because it's a repeating cycle. That's right. If you wait, uh, if minimal wage increase, mm -hmm. then we probably can see a, a it difference. can help. It can help. It will definitely help. Yeah, because you got to look at you got to look at this. Even when we talk, because we're talking about numbers, and hopefully this will help because it has to change. You have to change the pattern, and the pattern has to change for you. And I know it's hard to change a habit, a constant habit that you've been constantly doing. To say, okay, when you sit down and look at um, getting a thousand dollars from a loan company, and you're only making eleven hundred and sixty dollars a month with the minimum wage that we're talking about in South Carolina, $7.25. So imagine you get the $1,000. Ain't no telling what you do with the $1,000 once you get it. Mm -hmm. Because again, did you in your mind, okay, I got it. Now I need to go ahead and, and I'm going to do you know, do this. I'm just going to, I'm just going to spend this and spend on that. So now because you got the $1,000, everybody now is anxious to spend it instead of say, okay, well, let me figure out what's, what's best to work with. So by the time the next month come or when it's time to make the payment, ain't no telling how much the payment is. So say you got a thousand dollars, say the payment is, you know, $135 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Now that take, now you got to find a way to take that out of everything else the $1 <laughs> the $1 you that you get to try to manage that and to try to continue to go, you know, to try to maneuver from there. And, ain't no t and then when you try to get another job, then you start talking about more time, not, not only weighing on your body and weighing on your mind, but time away from your kids and your family that they, they, they need as well. So, and then that's when the what they call it the latchkey generation comes. Latchkey generation because the kids have to go home and take care of themselves Sales. because mom and dad working multiple jobs to make sure they have a roof over their head. Keep things and afloat. I definitely understand, and I know some people may think, well, they need to get a higher education. Maybe they need to go get degrees and different right. things. I can tell you about ten friends that have college degrees and don't even use them. Right. They are they're in some they're doing something totally you got 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem, it's a lot more. Right. But people that I know for sure right. that has have college degrees and do not use not them. Using. And because you know, if I had to go back, if I had to do it all over again, I will stop at my bachelor's degree. <laughs> if I had to do it all over again. But right. here's the thing: I work in my field. Mm. I'm definitely using my degree. Oh, yes, oh yes, wonderful. But here is the thing. It took me a while to get a decent salary, if that makes sense. I had to work towards, yeah. And so, 
even though you have that bachelor's degree and you have that master's degree and it it's a you have the the, the thing I, mm-hmm. I can't think right now but you have the the grid that says if you got this experience and you um got this experience you got you this degree this then you make this amount mm-hmm. of money or whatever or then you get hit with yeah you got the degree but you don't have the experience mm-hmm. and so you know with the so, some of the social service industries they love the the 30 range like they mm-hmm. love to start you out in that 30 range and it takes forever to get out I'm I have a master's degree a bachelor's degree and I the past two years I also had got two master's degree I didn't want to tell them that okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. for the past year I wanted to uh, <laughs> the past year I went back to work in retail mm-hmm. to help make ends right. meet or whatever right. Right. Retail making eight dollars and twenty five cent an hour to help. Yeah, what we're trying to do, yeah, to help. Mm-hmm. And so, me having a degree, and I think I got a decent salary, mm-hmm. but still having to go and get something else to still help make ends meet, letting you know that there is um, poverty does exist and it can affect so many people. I don't care what walk of life that you're in, but let's look at it from the system aspect of it. Like you have to pay people more money. That's the, that's the one thing in order to eradicate poverty, you're going to have to pay people more money. And I know you, you know, you went from the angle that it's a mindset, but you can have the right mindset, but because of the system, you still struggle or because you made decisions um, to try to make your life better, like going to college and getting student loans. Mm -hmm. Now you got to deal with that debt. Yeah, I I think, and and I think you have to, when we, we start talking about looking at, you know, the whole picture of it, um, and you're talking about making minimum wage, but then you're also talking about, you know, doing what you can to make more. Then you got to look at also um, the cost of living and where, where, you, where you live at, because e- even in the state of South Carolina, when you talk about, start talking about where, you know, you live at or where we live or where we come from and we start talking about how, you know, certain people are able to do certain things. Well, in certain areas, you know, rent. You know, it, uh, or mortgages are are a little bit lower than what we may say in Columbia, South Carolina, or in Charleston, South Carolina, in Greenville, South Carolina. You know, versus if we go to areas, you know, like Bamberg County or you know Lee County, different areas like that. Rural versus rural, urban. Rural versus urban. Yeah. So, that, so again, so then it's like, how do we, how do we maneuver through the system itself? So again. Every, all of us want to, to want luxury. We want to live in, in great and in good things. Absolutely. I believe, you know, I enjoy that, the finer things in life. But I also think that when we start talking about how can we eradicate, you know, poverty, it, then it start talking about, okay, then where we're going to live at. I wouldn't mind living in the country. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's cheaper to live in the country. Right. But here is the problem with the country or yeah. AKA the rural area. Right. The problem is less access. Mm. It's less access there. Come I'm on. a prime example. My mom lives in Barnwood County. Um, she had emergency surgery a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so my plan was to go there and help take care of her. And because I work from home, I can do that. This is good. But I need internet. 
Come on. So I have been on the phone with AT&T, Atlantic Broadband, Hughes Net, all Never of these of places <laughs> to try to get internet where my mom lives. Right. But guess what? She's not in the service area. Dead and zone. then the air, the company that said they will um, service her area, it sucks. Mm-hmm. I research, I talk to people, it doesn't work. Even though they have this in their house, they have one bar. I work on a computer that has uh, <laughs> software. I need five <laughs> bars. So Boy. we had to work it out where I go on weekends and other family come through in the week to help her out. But the problem is, even though rent is cheap there, even though mortgages are cheap there, access is access limited. Yeah. Okay, you you have the children have problems with internet or mm-hmm. whatever. That's not in the area. Right. Okay, say if you work or whatever, but you don't have a car. Well, there is no bus line. There's mm-hmm. no cab service. Yeah. There is none of those to get you where you need to go. Right. So right. then you look on the flip side and then you live in the the urban okay. area where mm-hmm. you have the bus line, where you have the resources. Right. But then rent is high and as mortgage is very expensive. Skyrocket. And then you can find cheaper rent, but then you are in certain area, neighbor areas. Right. And when you have children or if I mean you it's just certain things you just not going you just yeah, not so, gonna so again all of it goes though. back to to systematic this to the system that we are living in when you got all these things that we're up against then you start having different mindsets so if you put people in the place to where there's no job opportunities it's going to cause more crime rate that's what study has already shown that when there's no access to be able to get the means that you need in order to take care of your family to take care of what you need then we start going then we start seeing individuals tapping into other things that will cause criminal involvement that then puts them in a place to where now you have all the spread of killing you have all the spread of drugs now you got people and getting robbery robbery stuff poverty i'm sorry go no you good you good go ahead when, when you, you talk, talk about, about poverty most people is money mm-hmm. needing money, money um lights rent at, let's look at basic necessities lights a roof over your head and transportation to get back and forth to work. Right. Let's look at that. Just like those things. But this is not just a South Carolina issue. This is definitely America mm. issue. There are 34 million people in the United States that are living with in poverty. Certain states are better off than, right. um, you know, certain states are better off, you know, and they started by increasing minimum wage and which will help. Um, but, you know, another thing I think will help, not only increase minimum wage, make health care affordable. Free, uh, no, make health care yeah, free for I'm all. Sorry. Because this is what happens. You. you get a job, right? Mm-hmm. All right. For a family of four, we was we I, for my family, for my I can't, family, I put us on on my jobs plan, Blue Cross Blue Shield. So for a family of four, it was probably about five hundred dollars a month. A month. And it may be more. I'm, I I maybe forgot. But anyway, five hundred dollars. So that's five additional five hundred additional dollars being taken out of your hey, paycheck yeah. um, each month to wow. live comfortable. So it's like the more you make, you got taxes on top. You take out taxes. Don't take that. Um, you got taxes on top. You're taking out health care. Then you got to put into your 401k. Mm-hmm. I mean, you doing so much. And then when the net come, you just be like, what I work for. Right. And then affordable housing. 
That's if you do those three things: increase minimum wage, make health care at free. least free, yeah, free like for like all, and affordable housing. Right. You might help eradicate poverty. Right. It will help. And I guess, I guess, I'm, this may be a, a, a foolish question. Not saying foolish, but because we know what the system is designed to do. So even if we talk about having, you know, definitely we know that the United States of America can do, can do it. They can make health care free. They mm-hmm. can do it. But because of how the system is structured, they won't do it. They'll never do it. Because again, as long as we continue to keep having sick people, that's going to cause, continue to cause, keep uh, us creating more, uh, more money uh, to make more meds. That's going to continue to keep people you know, in in making continue to create other things <laughs> that co- that causes other issues and other problems to create the chemo machines to create you know um, this particular medicine say it's supposed to help but in in return it's just constantly creating a cycle that's destroying you know destroying us I mean that's just true facts so it's like w- what then uh, are are we able to do or what are we able to actually you know, do to help, even though we don't want, you know, when we talk about luxury and what we see, it's hard to be disciplined to, to turn certain things off in order for your mindset to say, okay, I'm just not going to allow certain things. I'm going to do do my best. I might have to plant my own garden. I might, <laughs> I might have to plant my own vegetation. I might, I might have to say, I'm not going to, you know, support certain things, but I'm just going to do certain things naturally. I mean, that's just some of the, when we start talking about the system versus, you know, trying something that's going to work or benefit the people. So when we start talking about that, we understand it's a systematic problem. When you start talking about how um, California probably is the highest when it comes down to the amount of minimum, uh, the amount of wages that that we make across the state. Matter of fact, is actually what the state of Washington. The state of Washington is thirteen dollars and fifty cents. Now South Carolina is not the only state that actually, you know, gives seven dollars and twenty five cents. We talking right. about, you know probably about 18 as i'm counting probably about 18 alone so you got south carolina you got georgia you got north carolina you got virginia you got kentucky tennessee alabama missouri louisiana texas oklahoma um kentucky you got utah wyoming idaho nevada north dakota pennsylvania Indiana, Iowa, Wisconsin, $7.25. You see how many states are there? That's half. That's half. I don't even think that's half. That's majority. That's like majority. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. And you're looking at these, especially when you're talking about Texas, as big as Texas is, and the population there. And I know the car. And that culture, it's a, um, a lot of Latinos in, yeah. in that community as well. So, look, I don't, I don't know what to say when it comes. Like, there is no quick fix, of course. Right. There is no quick fix. But something needs to be done because this is just So, something needs to be done. Much. Because, again, we understand that when we start talking about assistance and getting help and getting aid, it is just a temp something that's supposed to be temporary in order to get us to a place in a better state to live comfortably. But it can't be temporary when you're not giving the people the, the wages the, that they need. Right, the, given the wages or given the jobs. 
Now, of course, I'm all in favor of um, increasing the wages, mm-hmm. but I also create your own. Well, go ahead. You go ahead and finish. You go and go on that idea. Go ahead. But also, I want people to understand when you talk about the poverty mindset. Mm-hmm. So, I think you are a person is more in poverty. The mindset is more in poverty if they sit home and complain. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Come versus on. going out and trying. All right, let's get off the number. Let's and go so, into impartation now. Come on, go ahead. So, therefore, look at this. Yes, the minimum wage is seven dollars and twenty-five cents. Uh-huh. Some places you go to may start you out a dollar or two more. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I have seen so many places in the last year, like coming off the pandemic, so many businesses that are hiring mm-hmm. from retail to restaurant to hotels, DJJ, right, right. Um, all of these places that are hiring, got all of these openings. But why not? Why people not applying? People, they, I, I understand, you know, your worth. I, mm-hmm. I understand that talk. I understand it. Right. But this is how I, I, my worth, I may make, I got degrees and I do work in my field, but I knew I had to make that 825 for two years to do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. because I know what my paycheck goes to. I know what that covers, right. but additional had to come. Right. And so it was no pride in that equation. I accept right. I'm coming in. And if you need me extra, I'm coming too, because mm-hmm. I'm going to milk it to make it work for me. Right. And once it, after it was over, mm-hmm. I left, <laughs> but it, it served my purpose. purpose. So I believe when it comes to the mindset, mm-hmm. if you sitting there complaining and not even a trying, trying making the attempt, Right. To go out and apply for these jobs. Mm-hmm. And then I understand the whole mindset when they was doing the whole unemployment and giving you extra. Yes, you was making more getting the unemployment. So I understand why people mm-hmm. didn't go get jobs. Right. But but what did you what did you do with it? Because uh, it's all about when it comes back, it's all it about, about how managing. you manage it. Right. So when I when we talk when I was talking about that word, I was thinking about when we're talking about poverty. I think it's a poison, it's it's poisonous oppression, val- validating or violating um, your eternal wealth that God is trying to give you. So when we talk about the poverty mindset, and I'm going a little, a little spiritual on, on this right here, um, John chapter 10, verse 10 says, and uh, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But this is the A clause. A lot of people like it says, and I come that they might have life and have it more abundantly, which means when Jesus talk about you having a relationship with him and you start having a renewed mind in him, having a, a, a thought in him, it begins to change your mind from that, which was uh, from where you used to be or where you currently was to something better. I'm not saying that everybody's supposed to be a millionaire or a billionaire, but I think God intends for everybody to live comfortably, if that make any sense. So when we start talking about living comfortably, you're living um in with you living within your means with enough to be able to manage to invest to actually to be able to double or triple whatever you have to do to manage your means in order for you to become better so i just i just think that when we start talking about you know the mindset of, of individuals how we're going to change it 
um, we then got to start start talking about the discipline uh, to be able to to maneuver certain things and to change certain things. That's that's just that's just my, my thought process on that. <laughs> you know what? I'm just not. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You know, you, you know I, I get it. I definitely get it. And so I also um, on the spiritual aspect, I always go and this is my favorite. I can't um, faithful that works is dead. Right. So I believe that's his plan for us. And mm-hmm. I know that's his plan also, but I know I got to work to get to it right. happens. I know I have to be, I have to be available mm-hmm. um, for it to happen. So therefore, if I'm just sitting home complaining and nothing is happening, right. then, then I, it, yeah. So so again, it's a pro, it don't it don't just stop here, right? So we're going to that. You gotta you gotta work it. So you work yeah. what you have until better come, or you work what you have until you develop that plan that's going to get you and your family out of poverty or get you all to the next level or whatever. But you gotta work. You gotta work it. For he's given us. He's work. giving you power to gain wealth. And in order to gain that wealth, you gotta work. You gotta work the faith that's in you. You gotta work the plan that's in you. And you gotta you you gotta utilize your hands. What I don't think I think that these hands. When I talk about these hands right here, these hands can do more than just wave at people. And these hands can do more than just wait for somebody to give you something. These hands can build something. These hands can can, can take advantage to work some things out to make life a whole lot better for you. I just think it's again, it has to start within the mindset to do. There's no there's no excuse. But when we start looking at the numbers and what we're what we're dealing with, we got to find a way to try to um, to try to, you know, make this thing kind of level out. I mean, and again, everybody's not going to get there. But for those that want to do that, we got to you know, we got to do what we can. And again, based upon these numbers, when you start looking at um, and, and again, it ain't about. We can keep we can we can look at the numbers when it's based upon colors because everybody that we that we've we've called out on this list are battling with some type of poverty somewhere, and so when we start talking about the areas uh, when it comes down to welfare, to food stamps, to different things of that nature, you know what what are the numbers that they're showing when it comes down to you know SNAP benefits and um, you know um, you know what when it comes down to okay that. so let's look at. Um the people that's receiving welfare. And this is South Carolina's information. So for welfare, you got 18,700 people that's on welfare. Hmm. Then the SNAP benefits. Um, that's the people who are receiving food stamps. That's right. 371,443 right, that right, right. are receiving um, SNAP benefits. But let's look at that. Let's say you are a family of four and your household income is probably like Let's say combined, it could be roughly sixty thousand dollars. Right. Well, you ain't gonna get food stamps <laughs> because by statistics, you yeah. make too much. Right, right. But you know where that money is going. You mm. know that sometimes it ain't enough for food in the house, and right. you just scratching and maneuvering trying to make something happen but you know we have all these things in place we have food stamps we got WIC we got welfare we got these low income home energy assistance program you got Medicaid you got the Head Start program you got all these things to help people that are living in poverty however you make the requirements so difficult for some people to get involved now these benefits was designed for temporary assistance right. but because you're not making um permanent 
jobs uh-huh. or you're not making um, permanent wages look better. You mm-hmm. Because you're not making South Carolina in the United States as a whole better yeah, yeah. than these people are on these programs permanent. So mm-hmm. you're saying, you know, you're not supposed you people being on these programs for 10, 15, 20 years. Well, they're on it because nothing has changed in the system itself to make it better. No changes. No changes. So from <laughs> South Carolina minimum wage has been $7.25 for so long, and the cost of living has increased. I remember 20 years. I remember when I got my first apartment um, and I had roommates. So my first apartment and we were in uh, probably considered decent area. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was rough. We heard gunshots all the time. Anyway, whatever the case is. So it was we paid $600 for rent during that time. This is by over 15 years ago. That was split. It was $600 total. We paid $200 a piece. I think look, we had a time. Like a little more than that. I know what we paid. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. Y'all. So, so we, you know, paid $200 a piece and then we split lights and all of that. Mm-hmm. We probably thought we was doing something because we was we split the cost. Right, right. But then when I became a real adult with real kids, Wanted to live in a better neighborhood. Right. And rent went from <laughs> measly $600 to $1,900. I said, what in the world? What is this? <laughs> what is this? What? And no. then, so rent, more and mortgages is cheaper. But when you mm. made a decision and damage your credit, you got to get that fixed to do better. That's, right, a, whole right. That's a whole other topic. So when you... So now you're faced with making a decision of, do I live in this area that my car might break and get broken into, mm-hmm. my house might get broken into, mm-hmm. I might get robbed, right. I might get shot, but my mm-hmm. rent gonna be four hundred dollars. Do I more. decide to live in that area, or then, I, or I'm gonna go in this area where it's gonna be? A gated community. You're gonna have security. You're gonna take a cold to get in. Yeah. Um, the schools are better. The di- the difference with with some of those communities that you know rent is four hundred dollars. If you if you grew up there, that's a difference versus <laughs> versus if you you visit you trying to seek some up seek somewhere to live. Right. If you don't yeah. look, if, if I know you was, it's gonna be if, tough. Look, all I know is rent has increased. Mm-hmm. But minimum wage is still, still the same. same. Lord have mercy. Um, wow. That jobs be- in the fast food industry has increased. Maybe retail has increased, but still minimum, minimum wage, wage is still the same. I mean, so what do you expect people to do? They they say they say, listen, we ain't working for that amount no more. That's what them people say. And you know what? And you. <laughs> That's what well, they say. They, that's what they say. That's that's what that's what I ain't I, got nothing to do with what you say, but that that is that's that's the mindset. I'm not working. This is what I hear. I'm not working for that little bit of money. Um, I know my worth, I right. know this, I'ma do that. I, I know yeah. all that. But then when the eviction notice get on the door my, my. and do you don't I mean, what you gonna do then? Gonna Some do people that. don't have mama and daddy to go back home. They ain't to. got them. Mom and dad ain't there. And then if you look at another story, mom and dad lost their home as well. 
because of they the decline of the economy. Right. So everybody's struggling. Everybody's struggling. <laughs> <laughs> but Look, y'all, I got even though it's serious, is is you know, even though we're talking about a serious topic, this is a very it's still it's still is is when you look at it, it's funny how you're gonna say, Okay, people need to work and people need to do X, Y, and Z, but you ain't giving people enough money to work and then the cost And you of ain't living, giving people affordable housing and decent housing. neighborhoods. I ain't even giving them free health care. <laughs> and because look, I'm one of them people. I will go to my computer and mm-hmm. I will complete an application knowing know. I ain't eligible. But I will do it because in my mind, I think I might just be the one to get through. <laughs> like they might need a quota or something. So I'm going to just go ahead Slide and fill out this application. Slide through the cracks. Slide through the cracks. And yeah. so if that be it, but what I'm, I was going somewhere. I was going somewhere with this. Okay. I think I was trying to say. You're not giving people affordable housing in decent neighborhoods. And so certain neighborhoods that possibly is decent, there's an income cap. Right. So I remember we were trying to get this apartment. Nice neighborhood, newly developed. We go, oh, you can't make no more than 34000 <laughs> Right. Well, my Lord. <laughs> How you going to tell me? But I can afford it. Right, right. Right. You make too much. Well, what kind of foolishness is that? So it's like, where, where do help? Help me. Help, help me, me understand. Help me. me. And when I when we get in situations like this, I always that Lord help Jesus because if <laughs> that my that's my late grandma used to say. My late grandma. Lord, Lord help Jesus. Lord help, you know it's bad when Lord need to help Jesus. Because I just don't understand. I do not understand. I and I have so many stories because. But when I'm in the social service industry, so I have so many stories. I know a mom who three kids, um, a, a school teacher mm-hmm. trying to get wick for her child and made two dollars more, two dollars over the limit. They denied her for two dollars, y'all. That's ridiculous. Two dollars. But milk is thirty dollars. <laughs> wow. And then you, and you know, some parents have went to jail because, you know, they try to make the water, the milk scratch and add a little more water and the child end up getting sick. Mm-hmm. But parents trying to do whatever yeah, it can. takes to survive, to make it last. So you trying to make you try so you you are giving you giving people a system to live in and you expect it to work for them when you know guarantee it doesn't work for them. And so when they do whatever they can to survive or to make things happen, excuse me, for their families, then now they get ridiculed. Now they get they get put away. You know, that that's about like the parent. And again, because she wanted her to, her kid to be in a um in a better school district. Even when she, she, so she used another, another address, address and she went to jail. Went what to kind jail. of foolishness? I, I just, what? You, you gotta help, help me so on this. Look at that. So we, Title One schools have mm. no resources. Mm. I graduated from a Title One school. Mm. Didn't know it was Title One. I knew I lived in poverty until I was grown. I'm gonna tell you that right, right now because where I'm from, if you got a house, you got two cars, and you got a good job. That's you all. Right. That you all yeah. right. So I did not know that um, we were struggling. Yeah. My my parents hide it very well. Mm. They they make sure my mm. needs were met. Some so, of my wants was given. Oh, yeah. But 
I knew about this poverty guideline and all that until I got older and start learning some things on right. my, you know, learning some things. But schools get money based on home ownership. Mm-hmm. So if you live in an area and everybody is renting, there is no money going into that school. Right. Teach. So. Things you but, find out. Come on. So there's no money going into the school because there's no home ownership. Mm-hmm. The people who own the homes in the community where I come from sent their kids to other schools. Other schools. Yeah. And I want to say if I don't, I know in Columbia where, um, you got to be zoned for a particular school. And if you don't want your child to go to that school, you got to write school letters. Choice. You got to do school. Cho- you just got to go through too much mm-hmm. or whatever. But what happens is when you know it's a better school and you have the means or the transportation, you're going to go and you're going to make sure that child, your children go to that school. But the people who don't have a choice, they're going to really suffer yeah. because the resources is not going to be in that community. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. When you start getting when you have when you start getting the knowledge of what's of what's really going on, you know, it, it then makes the difference of how, you know, you should you should think about it and how you should handle, you know, the business of it. Again, like you said, I didn't know, you know, uh we were in poverty. We we you know, pretty much um a couple of years ago, um shout out to my cousin Wanda Govan, who was an educator in Dollarton County. Um but um, there was a documentary done on uh, in Darlington County on Hartsville, South Carolina. It was featured on PBS and all of that. I remember the camera crew coming. They came to our family cookout. You know, they mm-hmm. were they were there. But then when I start, started looking at, oh, we're about to be featured on TV. Oh, City Hearts about to be featured on TV, and they start talking about the numbers and the areas and how much poverty this is, the, 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 the how much you know a person is making, and all these different kind of things. Then you're like, what? Because again, like you said, you didn't you didn't know, and that's why I, I I say you know to a certain degree again because we start talking about that word poverty, and that definition is based upon insufficiency of amount as well. But again, mindset as well. I didn't know, like you said, we didn't know. You thought you were good as long as you you know. You ate. So in essence, we can say we were statistics say we were in poverty, but we weren't in poverty. Right. Right. I, right. So I, I get that. Yeah. Um, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah. some people look at poverty also as a behavior mm-hmm. as well. You see what I'm saying? And so, I, you know, I just think that when we start talking about, you know, looking at, you know, the the, the change of it and what what we can do, um, you know, it's, it's it's it has to start somewhere. And I I know there are programs out there. I mean, there are a lot of you know programs out there to help teach, you know, on finances. But again, like you said, how you gonna teach me how to find? How you gonna teach me on finance and how to manage the money when I'm when I'm not only making but so much? And then when you get the money, then you mismanage because you don't know what to do. I love to tell people this. Steve Harvey said it best: money only enhances who you are. Right. So if you was a fool. Without money, you're going to be a fool with money. (laughs) If you didn't know how to manage money when you didn't have it, you ain't going to know how to manage it when you have it. Yeah, And you you can't. And and again, 
there you you it's up to you to make the change we're getting ready to get out of here but you, it's up to you to make the change when i say it's up to you to make the change you have to make up in your mind to go get the help that you need in order to cut for your for your life your financials to be better you got to do that i mean there's a lot of programs out there a lot of opportunities again you know even if some some of you that those are african americans we start talking about you know poverty as well there's there's a few black owned banks i know killer mike has represented a lot shown you know put put out there uh the black owned banks in atlanta uh, but definitely there there's been one and i think they changed the name um recently octopus in uh, columbia um it used to be first uh first community bank oh yeah yeah downtown mm-hmm. columbia and then also first uh, horizon as well bank and those in columbia now there's some churches that have banks brooklyn baptist church they have their own credit union um, as well, but it's, it's I think it's strictly for members uh, as well. Um, my church is a part of a bank. I pastor in Aiken um, out of Augusta, South Carolina, which is a United Neighborhood Federal Credit Union. Uh, the difference with that, um, you know, it's, it's based upon churches. You have to be a part affiliate with the church uh, to be a, become a member, but they have opportunities as well as the second chance and helping you build your credit, helping you, you know, training you, having trainings to help you with your financials. And what I want to add, let's go back to traditional banking. Cash app is not a bank. Yeah, it's not a bank. It's not a bank. It's not a bank. <laughs> right. It's not a bank. Right. You may yeah. use it, but it's not a bank. Right. And the reason why I'm saying going back to traditional banking, you need traditional banking for home ownership mm-hmm. and getting businesses, loans right. and different little things, certain things you need traditional banking for. And you need a record of where you spend money and different little things. So, you know, I, with you. Things have been created to help make other things convenient, and I get it. But let's not get so consumed with we that we miss the the point, or we mix the picture and end up getting stuck in areas yeah. that we can't um, come from. Like Cash App give you the option to make your check a direct deposit and all of that. But it ain't a traditional bank. It's not a traditional. It ain't nothing bank. like going in and speaking to that teller because and if, them knowing you. If your money get taken from Cash App, I don't know what they got in place, but I know at my bank, South Carolina State Credit Union, if somebody take my money, they gonna give it back. Like <laughs> <laughs> they gonna work that thing out for you. But again, just going back to traditional banking, man, relationships. I remember, you know, my, my parents, my grandmother, you know, having those relationships with those banks in the city and knowing people, it helped. I'm trying to tell you, they knew you when they knew your name. It helped build a relationship. Yeah, that that's the concept. I, you know, smaller communities, small, you know, yeah, you can have that. I think you can have that even in in cities. You, you go can. if you go to that consistent place. If you're there and you have build a relationship, build a rapport, and they know your name. But nowadays, everything is technology. We don't really yeah, go in right. the bank. It's behind the machine. I don't know who the teller is. <laughs> I know who the teller is back home, but I don't know who it is here. (laughs) Times have changed. Times have changed. I I put this little point out there, and I put income taxes. This is the most money some people will ever receive at one time. Right. It helped families to catch up, but their jobs don't pay them enough to maintain. Mm. Oh, wow. That's good. It helps them to catch up. But the jobs don't pay them enough to maintain. You you talking good cold, doesn't I? You know when it comes about money, I you know I I know I, you I get go it. On. We go on. That'll be another episode. <laughs> we'll go a little deeper on that. Listen, man, I, I just want to thank 
again, you all for listening and tuning in as we continue to talk about what are we up against? We dealt with poverty. It's a lot to deal with in that. But I hope that from all of this, you can change. We can all change our mindset to try to be better, even in a um, a unjust system. Even in this time, right. <laughs> and so to be better. So again, always, it's a pleasure to be with you all. Again, I am my brother's keeper. I am my sister keeper. We are my people's keeper. You guys have a great night. Be blessed. Peace. Whatever happened to am I my brother's keeper, huh? You know what happened to it. It became my people's keeper. A moment of information. Impartation. And inspiration. To uplift. Encourage. And most importantly, empower. So am I my brother's keeper? Yes. Am I my sister's keeper? Yes. Oh yes, I am my people's keeper.